Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Leah Wetzel, Certified Nutrition Specialist and co-host of our show today. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company that teaches how real food matters when it comes to your health. Good morning, Leah, and good good morning morning to our listeners. Um, I'm Shelby Hummel, a licensed nutritionist. I have a master's degree in applied clinical nutrition, and I'm so happy to be on yeah, the show with you fun. this morning. We don't, we don't see each other all that often, no. so it's fun to kind of catch up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so listeners, we have a great show planned for you today. If you've been struggling with your weight or you know, maybe you're feeling like you just don't have a metabolism, this yeah. show is for you. Right, right. So we're going to be talking about self-care today. So is lack of self-care sabotaging your weight loss? What a great question. Uh Uh-huh. And as, you know, nutritionists, I'm sure, Leah, you hear this all the time. People say, oh, my significant other sabotages my weight loss because, you know, they bring home pizza every Friday night. And I just can't say no. Or here, here's another one that I hear often, right? I just got started on my weight loss plan, and my husband brings home that carton of chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream, which he knows I can't resist. Uh-huh. Or how about another one? It's a Saturday morning tradition that we go to our neighborhood bakery, and we pick out caramel rolls. Right. And, you know, those caramel rolls, giving up that that Saturday morning tradition of having... Those pastries. Right, right, that everyone in the family enjoys, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is true that caramel rolls for breakfast can get you off track in your weight loss eating, but here is something to think about. Is your husband really trying to sabotage your weight loss, or is he just trying to be nice for the family? That's a good question. That is. And today, you know, Leah, we're not going to play the blame game. No. We want to be looking at how we can take ownership for our health. You know, right. today we're going to be looking at how, listeners, how could you actually be self-sabotaging your own weight loss plan? You know, maybe because it's that lack of self-care. Yes. I We talk a lot about this in, in mm-hmm. clients' mm-hmm. appointments, don't we? Yep. And classes too. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The old belief of dieting where you starve yourself and over-exercise certainly is not respect for importance of self-care. Yeah. And sadly, there are still some weight loss programs out there that that blame the victim or blame that person who's trying to lose weight. So if you're that person, take a step back, pause and ask yourself, do I have habits or behaviors that are sabotaging my own weight loss? Right. You know, I think what habits are holding me back or what habits are moving me forward? Exactly. That's great. Let's go over some of those self sabotaging habits that we hear a lot of. Right, right. So today, you know, we are discussing how the lack of self-care could be sabotaging your weight loss. Should we start with either, I think these are two really important ones, poor sleep habits or skipping meals. What do you what do you think we should start with? You know, we talk a lot about sleep, so let's let's knock that one out first. Sure. So poor sleep habits. That's a self-care habit that many people use as a way to sabotage 
their weight loss. You know, it's rare that I sit down with somebody in a consultation and at some point we're not talking about their sleep habits because mm-hmm. it's such a crucial part of weight loss, as we've talked about many times on the show. But yeah, oftentimes it's a problem. Yeah. And lack of sleep also relates to our energy throughout the day. So, you know, we've talked a lot about sleep on the show. And, you know, if you're listening this morning and you think, I need I need some sleep solutions. Yes. I want to remind you that we, we have resources on our website. We have a lot of great resources. Yep. So if you go to weightandwellness.com, you can listen to any of those past shows. Yes. You can actually just type in sleep in the search bar. Yes. And on I'll pull the top up of articles. the homepage. Yep. You'll yeah. pull up articles. Um, past radio shows. Right. I know a few weeks back, Cara and I talked about some supplements, yeah. particularly for for sleep. Or for people that have problems with getting or staying asleep. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, but I want to give our listeners a little bit of research for um, sleep. Yes. Just to help them, you know, think about, gosh, this really is important. Right. So research, research shows that at least one third of adults do not get wow. enough sleep. So think about that. One in three. One in three walking around. I think of them walking around kind of like zombies. Yeah. You know, really sleep deprived. So what is sleep have to do with body fat or having a healthy metabolism? Right. It, huge. Huge. Yeah. You know, so when we sleep, that's when we're breaking down body fat mm-hmm. in our restorative parts of sleep. It's mm-hmm. critical, right? Yes, you know, we've discussed, as we just talked about uh, that on previous shows, how the lack of sleep slows weight loss and slows your brain function. As nutritionists, we have to ask, why are you not getting at least seven and a half hours of sleep most nights? You know, we understand that there could be several reasons, but the one we hear most often, which also happens to be the one that you can actually do something about, is poor sleep hygiene or poor sleep habits. Well, Leah, I'm sure that you have good sleep hygiene, but you have young kids. So correct. Seven and a half hours, that might be a lofty goal for you sometimes, but oh. I'm sure it's something that you you really prioritize. Right. You know, and having this knowledge of how important sleep is for health and mm-hmm. knowing the difference, you know, having young kids who don't sleep and I don't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to get a really good quality night's sleep. I know what it feels like to be running off of three, four hours of sleep. <laughs> it does not feel good, right? Brain fog. Uh-huh. I feel more inflamed. Uh-huh. I feel my blood sugar is, is hard to balance out. I have to eat more frequently throughout the day. Hard yep. to manage stress. It's hard mm-hmm. to function yeah. <laughs> when you don't get sleep, right? So for me, in order to get that sleep that I need, you know, to try to, you know, etch out that in seven to eight hours of sleep. Yeah. I force a bedtime on myself. Yeah. And and that ultimately means that I don't have a lot of downtime at night. You know, my, mm-hmm. I probably go to bed a half hour after my kids. Not a lot of me time, I'm sure. There's not a lot of me time <laughs> right now. And I remind myself that this is only temporary. <laughs> my life will change at some point. I'll have lots of me time. Hopefully, They'll be teens well, and yes. be sleeping all the time. Won't have nothing to do with me. I know. So, I, you know, I, I respect that. But if I don't force myself to go to bed early, because I'm a night owl. I could mm-hmm. stay up till easily like 11 or 12 uh-huh, uh-huh. on my natural rhythm. But if I don't go to bed at 9 or 10 at night... I'm not going to get enough sleep and I'm not going to be the way I need to be the next morning. So I have to force it. And you're telling me before the show, 
Oliver, he's an early riser. He so, is. I mean, if you're not going to bed early, he's up at five gonna... or six, and it's <laughs> you know, no matter what happened, you know, that night, uh-huh. he doesn't care. He's up and chipper and ready to <laughs> tackle the day, yeah, start <laughs> breakfast, and yeah. So it's it's hard. It's really hard uh-huh. to make that a priority. Uh-huh. But if I don't, I don't feel well. Other things start to fall apart too. Exactly. Yep. As we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know Leah. Some of our clients tell us that yeah. you know maybe they sit down. The kids are in bed or they finally got all the dishes and the laundry done and they just want to sit down and relax and have some, yeah, have some time to relax and maybe watch TV and not have to think about anything. Or maybe they, you know, they know that they have their favorite TV show or news station that that comes on and, you know, they want to watch these things and just relax. But then they might not even remember what the show was about. You know, I I just had a client a couple weeks ago, actually, who is still really struggling with her energy. And, you know, I just asked her, I said, well, what time do you have to be up? And she said, well, I have to be up by 630 because I have to be at work by eight. Yeah. Well, she was getting up at five. Yes. And, you know, was dragging through the day. So, you know, one of the things that we did is we said, well, is this a habit that's holding you back? Yeah. Is poor sleep something that you know, we could work on for the next, you know, month, two months even to start to rebuild some of those habits. Because again, if you're sleep deprived and your energy is not great, it's going to be really hard to to get the food component. Which she goes around weight loss. Yes. Right. Yes. And and was it for getting up to go work out? Yeah. She, uh, she actually, she got a treadmill and she thought, you know, oh, that would be great if I could walk on the treadmill in the morning. But her energy was just so low that it's like, let's take the baby steps first. Oh, let's make exactly. sure you, you know, at this point, it's going to be more important for you to get sleep. seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. And she even said, gosh, I feel best when I get nine hours oh, of sleep. Yes. And I said, well, that's our goal then. Yes. <laughs> well, and two, you know, for for that whole weight loss piece, uh-huh. people often do more so prioritize working out. Yep. And research really shows that. You know, pairing the two, either exercise or sleep, and, uh-huh. you, can, and you know, if you exercise, you're not getting enough sleep. For the weight loss piece, that the what really ultimately wins is sleep. Yeah, your body needs that sleep to break. Down. And I put clients to the test for that. I'm like, let's work out less and sleep more, <laughs> and they lose more weight. And they think, gosh, is she really telling me yes. that I need They're to like, do this? What? I don't need to get up at <laughs> four o'clock to work out. Yeah, so we break time. Yeah. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So calling all nurses out there, if you are a nurse in need of continuing education credits, I want to recommend our Weekend Weight and Wellness series. So this is our original class series. It's great. We talk about how nutrition affects your energy, your sleep, of course. You know, we wouldn't leave that out of an important class series. But we talk about your digestion, your memory. We even talk about your cardiovascular health. And your mood. So um, you can earn 14.4 continuing education credits this next weekend. So that'll be um, beginning Friday, October 6th and running through Sunday, October 8th. You know, the good news is you don't have to be a nurse to learn all this valuable information. You know, if if you have a family member or a friend or even a neighbor, um, come join us. I will actually plug Class five. I'm teaching the oh, cardiovascular class go. next Sunday. Awesome. So come hang out with us. You can call 651 699 
888-343-3438 today to reserve your space and extra bonus $50 off as that early board early bird special. Nice. So that actually ends today. So call the office or go to our website at weightandwellness.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Here's a surprising fact I'd like to share. According to a recent Harris poll, only a third of all Americans cook every day and less than half of Americans cook a few times per week. Many studies show that when people cook their own meals with fresh ingredients, that they're more likely to eat healthier, which can lower their risk of chronic disease. Cooking your own food daily is another self-care habit that we at Nutritional Weight and Wellness encourage in every nutrition class and in every nutrition consultation, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And it's tough sometimes. Super tough. Super tough. And, you know, self-care really does come in many forms. And this in itself... Yeah, you keep coming back to that because that's mm-hmm. that's a big piece, cooking. Yeah. And a lot, of, you know, as a culture, we we don't, you know, we I did not grow up in a family that cooked. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. everyone's so busy mm-hmm. that the more convenient food was mm-hmm. what we had to do because yeah. we didn't have time in yeah. our house. Thankfully, I did. Both of my oh, parents, awesome. my mom's a fabulous cook, but my dad also, you know, so they showed you can the find him in the kitchen. Yeah. And that's, you know, I will say that's one of the, the great things that I took away from right. from that is I was comfortable in the kitchen. And I know a lot of people, Leah, they, you know, that self-care of cooking yes. daily is because they're uncomfortable. They right. don't know exactly. how to I make things. I can speak from my own ex- I, uh-huh. I did not grow up yeah. in the kitchen. I was not comfortable in the kitchen. So you had to learn all of those it's, things. Yes, and it was a huge learning curve. And to be honest with you, Shelby, I don't love cooking. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing. And it you know, it takes me, as far as to, like, to get down a recipe, it takes mm-hmm. me a few times. It's just something I've been working on for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I keep coming back to it every day. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, I know again that I'm taking away from that self care. Yep, and that you know that would mean that we're not eating really good quality food. So it's an effort for me still to this day. Uh-huh. You know, and I've talked about a lot in the show and you know in classes and consultations yeah. about ways that I have tried over the years to make it mm-hmm. simpler and easier. Mm-hmm. But um, it's something that is really helped me evolve my health for sure. Yeah. But it doesn't come natural. And that's a big roadblock for a lot of people like mm-hmm. me didn't grow up cooking or don't like cooking. Mm-hmm. The idea of having to go into that kitchen every day and make food can be daunting. You know, the most challenging thing for me, Leah, is I get home at the end of the day and you're I think, tired. OK, what do I have that I can make quickly, mm-hmm. but is still going to be nourishing? Or exactly. if I'm really honest, the biggest obstacle for me is. How many dishes do I have to clean? Oh, after I know. This? All I'm of like... which comes. Yeah, we do. Like our dishwasher is constantly running because we're eating home all our meals. Yeah, it's a lot of upkeep and work. It and is. There's no. But it's worth it. It's totally worth it. That, that's what I was going to get to. Is that yes, it is work, but it's what really helps us keep mm-hmm. on top of our self care. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, listeners. You know, we've been talking about self-care this morning. Leah and I were talking, before we went to our first break, we were talking about the importance of sleep. And, you know, we hear from a lot of clients that getting good quality sleep is is 
not their highest priority right. when it comes to weight loss. But we want to remind you that sleep is so important. You know, we yes. can we can recommend our clients, you know, be getting to bed by 11 and up by 7, right. you know, so they're getting that amount of sleep. But sometimes it just doesn't happen. And we have to ask the question, well, why? Yes. Why are you still struggling to fall asleep or, or making it a priority go to go to, to bed? Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes... They've become addicted to some of those yes. poor sleep habits, right? Totally. Maybe they're up watching their favorite TV show, right? Or Netflix just automatically turns Binge over watch. to another episode. Yes. Or you know, maybe for for the book lovers out there, maybe they just have a hard time putting that book down. Right. But we have to remember that if you're struggling with a poor sleep habit. It could be related to that addiction pattern. Yes. So, you know, we've we've talked before about, you know, overeating sugar can be related to an addiction. Totally. You know, nicotine or smoking addiction. Right. Alcoholism is an addiction. Even gambling can be an addiction. Exactly. But have we talked about that poor sleep habit addiction? Just like many other addictions, many people with poor sleep habits are stimulating that pleasure center of the brain exactly yep and that second episode or that third episode comes on so we're increasing the likelihood that that behavior will be repeated right oftentimes over and over and over again exactly you know and in the past the discussion regarding the best ways to lose weight always focused on eating less Mm -hmm. and moving more calories in calories out exactly (laughs) however it's not really that simple. Not sleeping enough, that means that's less than seven hours of sleep per night. Anyone in the six range, research shows you're, you're uh, increasing your chronic inflammation, Yep, right? Uh, can shut down your metabolism. So again, less than seven hours, slow metabolism. At mm-hmm. Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we would like to look at the research, and according to the research published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, we found that when dieters received adequate sleep, mm-hmm. half of their weight loss was from body fat. That sounds nice. Yeah, really. But when dieters slept less than seven hours, the amount of fat loss was cut in half. Wow. Even though they were on the same weight loss eating plan. So there we go. Eating the same thing. Yeah, both groups eating the same thing. But the difference between the two groups was... One was getting enough sleep over uh seven hours, and one was getting less than seven hours of sleep. How many clients do you see that get over seven hours of sleep? You know, very few. Yeah. That's one of the questions that I always ask, you know. And it's funny because... People will often say, oh, it's, you know, it's never been great. And it's like, okay, well, let's start working. Let's start chipping away at that. The average in America is 6.1. Yeah. So here we go. Majority of Americans, we just, we don't have enough sleep in our lives. Mm -hmm. In addition, they were hungrier, right? Mm -hmm. As I talked about earlier, when I don't get enough sleep, I'm like, I'm eating more frequently. The cravings come out. Or just blood sugar is not Uh balanced. Not really satisfied with their food and lack energy to exercise Mm -hmm. here's another noteworthy fact those who were who sleep deprived experienced a 55 percent reduction in their ability to lose fat wow their body shut down the 
ability to break down body fat. Wow. Fat loss is the last thing your body wants to do in health because, you know, <laughs> it can it can reserve that and, and, and save that again for yeah. another time. It's going to do all these other important detoxification mm-hmm. and healing and rebalancing things your body is needing. It's yeah. critical for health. And fat loss is just not going to be a priority when you're not getting enough, right? A priority for you, maybe not so much a priority for your body. So exactly. how can so, we impact that? Right. So that with that, that was compared to the non-sleep-deprived counterparts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's really interesting. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about sleep. But yes. Leah, we got to go to our second I know, break. We're so, just flying by here. I know. <laughs> so you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition counseling and life-changing nutrition education. So, you know, it's really sad that we have an opioid crisis yes. here in the United States. But more so than anything, that implies that we have a chronic pain problem here in the U.S. So listeners, I want you to be thinking over break, how can you reduce your pain levels naturally and you avoid the use of opioid type medications? You know, we know pain is difficult to deal with. So when we get back from break, we want to tell you about two nutritional supplements that you may find effective to relieve your pain. But before those supplements, I just want to remind you that we always say food first. Yes. The first thing to do to affect pain is to give up sugar because sugar increases inflammation and inflammation increases pain. So when we come back, Leah is going to be sharing those two natural pain reducing supplements. So grab your pencils and paper if if you want to hear about these. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Many people with autoimmune conditions such as fibromyalgia, or rheumatoid arthritis Mm -hmm. or polymyalgia have ongoing pain and inflammation as do people who experience back or joint pain right we see it a lot we hear that a lot right for many just changing your diet such as eliminating sugar gluten soy and or dairy can drastically help and reduce body pain i see it a lot yeah yep Mm -hmm. also there are several Also, sorry, several years ago, Metagenics, a well-known supplement company, developed two special products to help people manage their pain naturally. Great products. Yes. Mm -hmm. For for general pain, really. And they developed Mm Caprex, which contains a priority blend of special ingredients from hops, rosemary extract, and olive leaf extract. Mm -hmm. And taking two to four gel caps daily will usually help lower your body pain. Yep. Yep. So that... um that first one is the Caprex, K-A-P-R-E-X. That's right. the first one for general pain. Yes. You know, I for, often use it for people that will use a lot of anti-inflammatories mm-hmm. to manage mm-hmm. their chronic pain. Yep. You know, and there's a lot of side effects with that. So like Advil or ibuprofen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to see if this is not, you know, similar in, in their support. Absolutely. Yeah. So for people who are experiencing pain more related to the that autoimmune yes. condition, like they rheumatoid have, arthritis. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Those are the people that um, would benefit from using that product called Caprex AI. Mm-hmm. So still the same, 
you know, yep. uh, proprietary blend using that hops extract. Yes. But the the Caprex AI stands for autoimmune. Auto-immune yep. yep, that actually targets the underlying inflammatory cause right. of that autoimmune condition. So, you know, we would recommend you take one to three of those tablets daily. And I just want to remind people, you know, give those products a try, but it's going to take a little bit of yes. time. You know, it might take one month or even two months. You know, I often, when I'm looking at products, I give it at three months yes. and I say, okay, after three months, has anything changed for me? Right. It, unlike some of the medications, some of the mm-hmm. natural remedies, they just take time mm-hmm. in combining that with a really good balanced, low inflammatory diet. Yep. To Absolutely. show those results. Yep. yep. So both of those Caprex products contain that special pain-fighting ingredient from hops. Yes. But, you know, I just want to remind listeners that if you have questions about those supplements or if you want to... Um, just kind of see which one would be right for you. You can call our office at 651-699-3438. And I'm sure the gals at the front desk would be happy to answer any of your questions. Right. Yes. So, Leah, before we went to our second break. Still we talking were... about sleep. It's so important. So important, yeah. listeners. It really is. But I just wanted to give our listeners another interesting fact. So, with just four nights of deficient sleep... You can start to feel exhausted. Yes. You might feel a little off your game. You might even start to have those memory lapses or feel a little bit spacey. And I want to remind you that that's the same way your fat cells feel. Right. It's actually, I had to laugh as as we were prepping for the show. Um, It's it's actually a term called metabolic grogginess. That is great. I love that. That's so perfect for what that means. Could you just visualize what you that can. is? Yep, absolutely. Like, oh, like a slow, groggy, uh-huh. foggy metabolism. Just kind of floating through yeah. the day. Yep. Right. So that metabolic grogginess is actually a term coined by the University of Chicago researchers. You know, they say that your fat cells slow down. So no surprise. Right. So does your metabolism. Right. And to some extent, your fat cells go into hibernation mm-hmm. and preserve your body fat. Right. Because so, we, we talk to clients. They're like, I'm, I'm eating really well. I'm eating perfectly. I'm eating perfectly. Yeah. I am exercising. And I just can't lose weight. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely part of the puzzle that a lot of people undervalue, as we've talked about. This is yes. not good. If you want to lose weight, the obvious question to be asking is, why not change your sleep habits to change your weight? Or are you addicted to your poor sleep habits? Mm -hmm. The Mayo Clinic has a treatment center to help people to stop smoking. Yep. Right. Hazleton and Betty Ford centers help people with alcohol and drug addiction. But, you know, I have never heard of a treatment center to help people overcome their poor sleep habits. Yeah. As with all addictions, we believe that you need to make a commitment to yourself to change your poor sleep habits, to change your weight, to change your life. Absolutely. Can you do that for yourself? It's a good question. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, we want to get to the root cause of the problem. You know, we want to get to that root cause of the addiction. So, you know, really, listeners, the next step is to look at the reason why you are always sleep deprived. I mean, what part of that um, habit has become addictive? And as nutritionists, we know that we use 
you know, a multifaceted approach to that problem. You know, we don't just say, do this for sleep, do this for energy, right. do this for, you know, weight Everybody loss. is Everyone's so different. So really what we want to do is we want to put together an individualized approach for people, an individualized plan. We know that, and not only do we know, but we also understand that it isn't just a bad habit that's self-sabotaging your weight loss, but it's often an addiction. It's related to that brain chemistry. You know, that could be what's holding you back from being who you really are, who you really want to be. And as we talked about, just think about the cycle with it. So you Mm -hmm. don't get enough sleep. You Mm -hmm. wake up and you're groggy. You're tired. You have more cravings. Mm -hmm. You are maybe not as much prioritizing eating well-balanced foods. You know, and you get to the end of that day, probably all day not feeling great, not feeling well, maybe using caffeine to get your body going. Uh And And sugar. And sugar. And then (laughs) you feel deprived. You At the end of the day, you're like, I need me time. I need my own downtime uh-huh. and so opposed to decompression going, decompression uh-huh. right opposed to going to sleep they want to like have that time to watch tv yeah and get those again those because that's stimulating for our brain chemistry it, get those highs get those good body feelings absolutely but ultimately we know then a cycle then you don't get enough sleep and then the uh-huh. next day it's the same it's pattern vicious it's yeah. a vicious cycle oh leah i had to laugh um i've told tyler time and time again i said I get good sleep, not only for me, but because I'm a better person when oh. I'm not sleep deprived. I said, yes. honey, I'm going to bed early because I want to be nice to you tomorrow and exactly. I don't want to be crabby. And you know, I get good sleep, not only for me, but also for everyone oh. that I interact with on oh, a daily totally. basis. I'm sure you feel exactly the same way. for my kids. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, and my husband, too. I'll say that. <laughs> but really, now, I like this more about the kids. And I am so much more patient and kind mm-hmm. and caring yep. when I am well rested. If All I... things we want to oh. be, right? Patient, right. kind, and caring. <laughs> but it's wearing. You know, I have uh, almost one-year-old and I have uh, almost five-year-old. That's a lot of energy and yes. attention all uh-huh. day. Uh-huh. If I am not well-rested, that can be very challenging. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, when we're talking about self-care, yes. we have some other habits that we could talk about. Exactly, exactly. So it's sad to say, you know, that but another really self-care habit that many people are missing today in our busy world is eating three meals daily. Ask yourself, do I skip breakfast because I have to get the kids off to school or daycare Mm -hmm. or because I really just want that extra 15 minutes of sleep? Yep. Or because it's my way to cut calories. Some people, yeah. you know, think that doing that, they'll be able to lose uh-huh. weight better. I can eat more later. Exactly. Or are you the person who skips lunch because you have too much work to do and work comes before self-care? Wow. Mm-hmm. The old message would have you believing by skipping breakfast or lunch you would be you know, having fewer calories. So then, of course, you know, you would lose weight. Yep. Right? Unfortunately, it doesn't always work out that way. We're a little bit more complicated than just calories in and calories, calories out. out. Right. Mm-hmm. We know skipping a meal on a rare occasion is harmless, but skipping meals on a regular basis has negative effects for you. Mm-hmm. And it really, it's here that, you know, we talk about that in client, we see it with clients all the time, but let, let's really look at and dive into probably after break, because it's about break time. 
the yes. research that is found about skipping meals and weight loss. And we'll get into that in a minute. Yes. So we are going to go to our third break. I want to remind you, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you've been out shopping the past couple of weeks, you may have noticed the Halloween displays with all the ghosts yes. and goblins and, of course, all of the candy. Halloween candy. Oh. Yes. So, you know, Leah, I was just looking at some of my old favorite Halloween candy. Yes. Um, what was your favorite? I loved the little pumpkins. Oh, yeah. I like the candy corn. Like the candy corn. Yeah. So I looked at those. And, you know, I just want to read the ingredients to some of you listeners. Of course, sugar and high fructose corn syrup. Right. You know, the the confectioner's sugar glaze, partially hydrogenated soybean oil, artificial colors like yellow five and red three. And, of course, inflammation, yes. Artificial flavoring. Mm. So think about that. Would you really feed that to your child? I'm sure you wouldn't, Leah, because you've got right. They, good they nutrition. Not, yeah, I, I <laughs> see bags of it, but yeah, I do not feed. You know, as yet. Americans, we buy 600 million what? pounds of candy. Oh my goodness! For Halloween, oh, I would say that's a scary thing. <laughs> Super scary. So I want to remind you, listeners, if you have questions for us in the studio, you can call us at six five one. We'll be right back. Hey, Cravings, what's up? Not you, because I'm taking you down. Oh, didn't see that coming? Because I've always buckled under your pressure? Well, this is my house now. So bring it, ice cream. You want a piece of me cake? I see you in the pantry, potato chips. See, this super chick got herself to nutritional weight and wellness and learned that cravings aren't a willpower thing, more like a blood sugar, mineral deficiency, digestive thing. And eating in balance slays the beast. Animal protein. (laughs) Healthy fats. (laughs) Vegetable carbs. (laughs) The temptation taming trifecta. Make you shrink and me shine. I feel deprived? <laughs> Not when I'm armed with my nutritional weight and wellness num num chucks. So step off, cravings, or I'll swing you into oblivion. <laughs> I guess I better clean this up. Learn how to conquer your cravings with the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on site or online. Visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Earlier in the show, I shared that cooking meals at home can potentially reduce your and your family's risk of developing a chronic health condition. As you know, I am a busy mom with two small kids working as a nutritionist, and I'm actively involved. I sit on the board of the nutrition and dietetics practice for the state of Minnesota, as well as a wife. And, you know, I have friends, too, as we all have friends. <laughs> How do I manage to cook most of my meals at home? You know, I make simple meals. Really, I do. Make sure my protein, fat, and carb, <laughs> all real, whole Keep food. it easy. Yep. Uh, that are healthy and taste good. Mm-hmm. Here's one simple meal that I cook often that my family loves still to this day. I mean, I've been making this meal for over 10 years. <laughs> Is there the chili recipe. Yep. We're getting that chili time of year, and I think it's mm-hmm. on our website. Yep. Uh, yep. Weightandwellness.com. Yeah, weightandwellness.com. It's easy. And I usually do a double batch of it. Uh-huh. And so, so we you have use extra. like beef or turkey berries. or berries. You, you use kind of just whatever ground meat you want. And, you know, then, and I mix it up. Yep. To help. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and it makes up uh, a lot. And it, the leftovers taste great. And everyone likes it. And that's the most important. What's <laughs> pleasing to everyone. 
And it, it's just, again, one of those good time savers because we have lots of leftovers I eat for lunches or for breakfast sometimes. Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I eat chili at breakfast. And yeah, it's so it's hearty so easy. and filling. Yeah. Oh, yep. it's great. Absolutely. So, you know, Leah, we actually have a caller. Yeah, let's take our caller. Yeah, so good morning, Justin. You have a question for us about sleep. Yeah, um, you said that you should get about at least seven and a half hours of sleep. Ideally, uh, yeah. I average between four to six. Yeah. And when I get seven and a half to eight or nine hours, I seem to drag the rest of the day. It's like I get too much sleep. What would cause that? That is a good question. Um, It may be having to do with your sleep cycles and your sleep patterns. But in general, uh, as far as, you know, when we look at kind of like studies in relation to sleep, most bodies, everyone's a little individual, but most bodies run really well when we're getting more towards the seven, you know, seven and a half hours of sleep at night. Do you wake up feeling rested when you get four hours of sleep? You- uh, for the most part, I feel pretty good. Okay. You know, and one of the things that Leah and, you know, Justin, I, I've experienced too is I used to, you know, maybe get six hours of sleep and, you know, was was doing okay for a while. Um, but then if I had a weekend where I could sleep in, then I felt like I would really yes, overcompensate. Groggy, yeah. And then it was almost like my body was just really, just really wanting to kind of shut down and, and relax yeah. and not do anything else. So, you know, one thing, Justin, that you might try is, you know, instead of um, trying to aim for seven and a half or even eight or nine hours right out of the gate, yes, you know, slowly. maybe just really prioritize getting six hours and yes. then, you know, working back 15 minutes and getting six hours and 15 minutes and right. then six and a half hours. And, you know, just knowing that it's not going to change in one week, you know, but consistently getting a little bit more sleep for your metabolism. Yeah. And your, your, your adrenaline system, when you're only getting four hours, like you're running off of adrenaline. And so there is that when you, when you try to get your body gets more sleep, there is that leg time of just like, oh, like feeling really lethargic yeah. almost initially. Yeah. But yeah. I love that idea, Shelby, to slowly evolve that a little bit and mm-hmm. see again how your body adjusts. Yeah. Great. Thank I you hope for that the helps. call. Thanks for your call, Justin. Thank you. All right. So, you know, I think that as we're we got to get back into a little bit more of the blood yeah, sugar before yeah. our time ends. Absolutely. So I want to share some research here. According to the National Institute of Health, skipping meals sets you up for binge eating yes. at the next meal. Right. You know, and I've experienced this myself. Research has also found that skipping meals is associated with obesity. So Leah, tell us a little bit more about why skipping meals sent you up for binge eating later in the day. So as nutritionists, we understand that the lack of self-care habits of not eating breakfast can lead to overeating at the next meal. And it all goes back to your biochemistry. So when you skip a meal, your glucose and blood sugar drops below normal and you lose control because your biochemistry takes over. Here's a great Oh, here's really what happens when your blood sugar level is normal. Your brain becomes um, deficient in glucose. Uh, And since your brain needs glucose, 
to operate efficiently. When your blood sugar is low, we often lose control and make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. So we tend to eat something that is high in sugar to overcompensate, right? Or process carbs or so that may be a bagel or muffin or cinnamon rolls, as we talked Uh about earlier today. Yep. Or we eat uncontrollably until our blood glucose is rebalanced and we feel normal again. Yep. And Leah, I think of when your blood sugar is low, if it's lower than that normal, that's where people start to rummage through the kitchen. You know, I remember night that nighttime eating where I'd go from something salty to something sweet. Yeah. And then it'd be like, no, I need something salty again, something sweet. Right. Very frustrating. But you get into that cycle trying to rebalance your blood sugar. Yeah. So I know we've all seen those those funny candy bar commercials where, you know, we just know we're not ourselves when our blood sugar is low. Right. We've got foggy thinking. We're irritable. You know, we need that quick pick me up for our energy. Yeah. You know, it might be a candy bar with eight and a half teaspoons of sugar. Or it could even be that that soda. Yeah. Yeah. 16 teaspoons of sugar. So think about that, listeners. These sugar cravings all started when you skipped breakfast. Yes. Or maybe you skipped lunch or maybe both. Totally. Yes. I totally get it because at times, you know, I am also very challenged being able to eat breakfast myself as I'm dealing with two young kids in the morning and getting them off to childcare. Yep. You know, Oliver's almost five and Lucy's almost one. So, you know, there's making sure that I feed Oliver, you know, and get Nurse uh, uh, nurse Lucy and feed mm-hmm. her. I mean, it's a process in the morning. And but feed I, yourself. And feed myself, <laughs> yes. And Your husband's on his own. He is, actually. He is on his own. <laughs> and he does a good job with it. But really, here are some tricks I think that are, are really helpful when you don't have the time in the morning. Protein shakes. Mm-hmm. So I make several of them ahead of time, and I freeze them. And I take one out at night, and I put it into the refrigerator. And mm-hmm. that is there you go really quick breakfast when i don't have time and need to eat mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and you know not you know protein shake time for everyone here are some other really easy suggestions make up deviled eggs and eat them with grapes for quick finger food if you don't yeah. have a lot of time to sit down and mm-hmm. eat mm-hmm. you know i often too i love the crock pot that's a lifesaver for me yep agreed so i'll cook up a bunch of roast mm-hmm. and or a grill a bunch of uh meat on the grill like chicken mm-hmm. breasts and then i cut them up into bite-sized pieces maybe grill extra hamburgers or turkey mm-hmm. patties too that you can eat easily you know when you're trying to multitask with you know half a sweet potato yep. some broccoli and butter i'm sure butter 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 Yes. I don't skip breakfast. I don't have a lot of time in the morning and I make that a priority to eat. It's it's yep. really critical. Well, and Leah, I just want to, you know, put out an idea. You know, if your kids or your loved ones were having to practice self-care, you would do anything that you could to set them up for good exactly. health. So I want to remind our listeners that your self-care is important, too. Exactly. You can't take care of other people when you're not feeling your best. Exactly. This is a great show, Shelby. So next week, be sure to tune in, Dishing Up Nutrition, to hear Brenna and Kate talk about nutrition for ADHD. Our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thanks for tuning in today. Slow down, you move too fast. 
You got to make the morning last Just kicking down the cobblestones Looking for fun and feeling groovy Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.